Father, we thank you the Holy Spirit is here teaching us, leading us, guiding us into all truth. Now, Lord, you said we'll know the truth, and the truth will make us free. So we thank you for your blessing on this time. Thank you every person will be edified and strengthened in their faith and understand more of the will of God. We thank you for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to be talking about honor and respect for God first. Praise God. Yes. That uh, it's a real important thing to put this first, honor and respect for God, because as we line ourselves up with the Creator, praise God, the Maker of all things, and His goodness, the more we adjust to Him, the more blessed our life will be. Hallelujah. He wants us to enter into the fullness of blessing. You know, He, he provided that through His Son. The Bible said He sent His Son to turn us away from iniquity, praise God, in order to bless us. And so God wants us blessed. He wants the original blessings that he meant for us in the Garden of Eden to be upon us. Praise God. And he wants increase. He wants us going from faith to faith and glory to glory. Praise God. From prosperity to prosperity. Uh, hallelujah. He just wants you blessed. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. It's talking about Jesus who is the, who is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is its beginning. The firstborn from the dead. He's the firstborn of all creation. He's God of God. Praise God. He's also the firstborn from the dead. The first to come out of death back into life. Amen. That in all things he might have the preeminence. Yes. Say that in all things, in all things. He, he might be first. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many know what the first and greatest commandment is? First and great commandment is to love the Lord your God. Amen. To love with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Praise God. And, and uh, you know, that's the first and great commandment. Hallelujah. That was God's command. <laughs> to love Him first. Because He is the source of every good thing. He is the source of everything you have. You know, He said, the earth is mine. The silver's mine, the gold, the cattle on a thousand hills. He said, all the souls in the earth are mine. Hallelujah. So really, God should be first, because without Him there wouldn't be nothing else. So we should always uh, put God first. Hallelujah. And you know what He says to seek first? Anybody know? Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom of God. God. Amen. And what else? His righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then what will happen? All things will be added unto you. Praise God. Hallelujah. If we learn to put first things first, there's going to be a greater blessing upon our lives. Hallelujah. And you know, you can be putting God first in some areas and not putting Him first in other areas. And you can be more blessed in one area than you are in another. Now, Hebrews 11, 6 says, But without faith, 
See, if you're going to put God first, you're going to do it because of faith. You're going to have faith in His Word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You're going, to, you're going to hear what God's Word says, and you're going to have faith. And that faith is going to move you. It's like in Hebrews chapter 11 in the Amplified Version. It says, prompted by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Prompted by faith, Enoch walked with God. Prompted by faith, Noah prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Prompted by faith, Abraham went out not knowing where he went. See, these people of the Faith Hall of Fame, were, they heard the word of the Lord, and then they were prompted by faith to put God in His word first. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. To trust in the Lord and to trust in His word. And the Bible says that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. That means, praise God, you got your focus right. Your eye is single. Your eye is mainly, you know, you praise God, got eyes to look around at other things too, but your eyes are mainly on the Lord, looking unto Jesus, yes. the author and the finisher of your faith. Yes. So wherever we don't put them first, there's going to be somewhat of a flaw in our faith life. Now, uh, God... In our lives, He wants to be first. He doesn't want the leftovers. You know, you eat the meal and oh, you're, you know, we give our leftovers to the dog. My wife kind of made some of my stir-fry well done last night. She had a separate pot for herself and hers, I noticed, was done just right. And mine was well done. And so there was some left over for the dog. And I see she fed the dog my leftovers. You know, she probably kept hers for today. The leftovers. You know. Was the dog happy? <laughs> yeah, the dog ate well. Praise God. He ate little, little, about 20 different little pieces of steak from that, from that stir fry. And that sauce was good, but... Uh, was was a little chewy, but now ninety nine percent of the time she doesn't she doesn't do it like that. I said, Are "You trying to pay me back for something?" But uh, you know, the dog ate the leftovers. I didn't want the leftovers. God don't want the leftovers. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, "God don't want the leftovers." In John chapter 1, verse 26, talking about John the Baptist, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. See, John kept things in the right perspective of who Jesus was and who he, he was. He said, I must decrease, he must increase. That's what we want God to do, is increase in our life. We don't want a decrease of the presence or working of God. We, we do want an increase. And so John, you know, there's a principle there. Praise God. To yield more to God. Let him have his way. Amen? In our lives, that our lives will be the kind of lives that they're supposed to be. Now, it's, then he says, he it is who coming after me is preferred before me. These things were done in Bethabara beyond Jordan where John was baptized. So the Lord is the life giver. The Lord is the originator of creation. The Bible says all things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that has been made. 
And so, praise God, it's important to keep God first. If we keep God first, there will be a greater blessing in our lives. Hallelujah. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. He told Israel, return to me and I will return to you. See, we regulate God's response to our lives. Each of us individually regulate His response to our lives. By our attitudes, our heart motives, by what we do in our lives, and so on. Let me read uh, Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. Now, we're, we're teaching along this line because we've been talking about the glory of God. We've been talking about the fact that there's coming a, a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God. You see it in books. You hear it through uh, many different preachers, well-known preachers, not well-known preachers. Uh, the glory is coming. Because the Bible talks about the outpouring of the latter rain and a great harvest of souls coming. That the glory of the Lord is going to be risen upon us. And people are going to see our light. They're going to come to the glory of God. And uh, the Bible said the multitude of the sea of humanity is going to be converted to the Lord. There's going to be a great, 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 great harvest. Yeah. But to prepare ourselves, we want to line ourselves up more and more with God. Praise God. The more we can line up with God the greater the flow of God will be through yes. our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. But let's, let's see Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. God says to them, and of course he changes not, he said a son, we're talking about honoring and respecting God. He said a son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I be your father, where is my honor? And if I be your master, where is my fear? saith the Lord of hosts, unto you. He said, then he said, unto you, O priest, that despise my name. And yet you say, wherein have you, we despised your name? He said, you offer polluted bread upon my altar. And you say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that you say the table of the Lord is contemptible. It doesn't mean that much. See, it, the word is disesteem. They didn't uh, esteem much about the table of the Lord. So uh, instead of, doing what God said to do to honor him, they were just kind of giving God the leftovers. See, he said, if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is that not evil? If you offer, the, offer me the lame and the sick, is that not evil? Offer it now to your governors, your rulers, and will they be pleased with it? Or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? So, uh, he's asking them a question. You know, if you give the IRS your leftovers, say, well, I know I owe $2,700, so I'm just going to give you, I'm, I feel generous, I'm going to give you $500. He said, will they accept it? Nope. Will they receive it? And you know, Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So basically, what they were doing was giving that to God, which they really didn't want themselves anyway. See, and David said, I'm not going to give to God something that doesn't cost me anything. David wanted to give a sacrifice of giving. And that's, that's, that's a good thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. So these uh, people were giving him their leftovers. Now, I'm not just talking about the financial area. I'm going to talk about some other areas. But what we want to do is line up with God. We want to find out what God said about certain things praise God, and line up whatever gives God the honor, the respect, and the glory that He deserves as God, 
praise God, then that, that's what we want to do, praise God. We want to honor God. We want to respect God. And I want to read from Romans chapter 13, and we're going to start with verse 6. Hallelujah. It says, uh, And for this cause pay tribute also. Now we talked about how people, uh, governments and so on in the earth, uh, they have a certain amount of authority to carry the sword, to punish evildoers and so on in society. If we didn't have a police force or the armed forces like that, the whole world would be in total chaos. So uh, we thank God for our police officers and those in authority and so on. And uh, the Bible said they're ministers of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon those who do evil. And then he goes on to say, For this cause pay tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. So they're for your protection and and help, and so on, like that. Render, therefore, to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, fear to whom fear is due, and honor to whom honor is due. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loves one another has fulfilled the law. In other words, give to whoever it's due, don't owe anybody, pay your dues, pay your taxes, pay your... Uh, praise God, give to God what, what is God's, and so on. Hallelujah. Now, he's kind of making it clear here um, about honoring and fear. You remember he talked in Malachi about if I'm, if I'm your father, where's my honor? You know, if I'm your master, where's my fear? Here, he says, through Paul, he says, uh, give fear to whom fear is due. The Bible says, let us serve God reverently with fear godly reverence praise God and he said the grace of God will help us to do that to render means to give someone something back for what they've done for you to give an acknowledgement of your dependence upon them so we do want to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's now I'm going to read from Proverbs chapter 3 and uh, verse 9 and 10. And it says, <clears throat> Honor the Lord with your substance and uh, with the first fruits of all of your increase. See, so that's how you honor the Lord. The substance there, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it's wealth. Paul said, Lay up in store as God has prospered you. So one way we're going to honor God with our money is to give him the first fruits of all of our wealth of whatever comes out of the earth remember he said the earth is his the silver is his all the gold is his praise God all the cattle is his all the plants are his all the minerals are his whatever comes out of the earth he owns it by right of creation praise God it's his but you know God just says honor me with the first fruits see now this will bring a greater blessing in your life. God never tells us to do something for us to get less. He takes the seed, the Bible said, and He multiplies the seed that you give. Yeah. Praise God. 
That's what he does. And it says he'll put bread on your table and he'll increase the harvest of your righteousness. Honor the Lord. See, we're talking about where's my honor. Honor the Lord with your substance and with your first fruits of all of your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty. And your presses will burst forth with new wine. You know what God's saying? Praise God. If you'll be diligent to do this and honor him with the first you get out of the earth... Praise God, you will increase. Amen. You will increase in your life. And in due season, you will reap if you faint not. Right. See, so there is a time for sowing and there is a time for reaping. Now, first fruits means the first part, first in rank, first in order. It's just like other things. He wants to be first in all areas of our life. Yes. And the more we do that, the more blessed we will be. Yes. You know, I don't think the tree of life in the garden was all about fruit and God was concerned about his apples or, or pears or kiwi fruit or whatever it was. You know? Well, he told Adam that one tree is mine. I don't think he, you know, was so... He could have made 500 billion of those same trees. It was a matter of honor. That's my tree. You know? That one, I give you thousands and thousands of other fruit trees and everything else, but, but that one tree is mine. Like I said, he didn't need the fruit, but he wanted the honor from it. And uh, they didn't honor God, they took from God's tree and they lost a big part of the blessing of paradise because of that. You know? And then after they fell, God, you know, Adam and Eve, they had two first sons, Cain and Abel. And God talked to them about giving and uh, spoke to them both. And Hebrews 11, 4 says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. If he did it by faith, he had to have heard the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God talked to them about their giving. It was to replace that tree of uh, life thing. Praise God. He said, well, if it comes out of the earth, you know, whether it's the, of the flock of the field or the the seed of the plants or the, you know, the results of the plants. And by faith, Abel gave to God a more excellent sacrifice and God accepted his gifts and the Bible said his gift still speaks. Praise God. Still speaks because it said Abel offered to God the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. That means the best. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now God didn't need that lamb or sheep or whatever Abel offered there. But it was a matter of respect and honor to God. Hallelujah. It's a matter of honoring God. And so he told them that. And then he, he didn't accept Cain's offering because Cain must have held back on what God... Because God, God said, if you do well, will you not also be accepted? Like that. So instead of uh, readjusting, he killed Abel. You know? And then he, he got in worse trouble. And he became a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. But... Uh, we see the same thing if you take notes of Genesis 14, verse 18 through 23, that uh, Abraham's relatives were taken captive by, the, by a certain group of people. And he went out with just a little band of men, and he set them free from this large number of people that were holding his relatives and, and people captive. And he did that by the help of God. God was backing them up. Like, if God be for us, who can be against us? So God was backing them up just the same way he wants to back you up. 
Praise God in your life. God wants to back you up in your life. He wants you to be blessed in your life. Amen? But there's certain, uh, certain principles that He's got to be first, then He can put you first. Because it's kind of like whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So uh, if, if you put Him first, He puts you more first. Praise God. That's why I seek first the kingdom. Then all these blessings will come. Honor God first with the first fruit of your financial increase. Then your barns will start to fill up with plenty. So He needs us to do certain things first so that He can move and bless us. The Bible says He wants you to prosper and to be in health even as your soul prospers. Praise God. So He's not trying, you know, He don't need, the, really, He don't need this stuff. You know, He really, you know, He really could have just went ahead and created another 50,000 perfect sheep. Or He could have done that at the beginning and had, had the sheep. What did He need? Abel's few sheep there. It's a matter of honor and respect. That's why he talked about in Malachi, they dishonored him because they gave him the lame and the sick sheep. He said, oh, there's no honor. You're not honoring me. You know? And uh, he, taught, he taught that they lost a lot of blessing because they weren't honoring him. A lot of blessing that could have been on their lives, but now wouldn't be on their lives. But anyway, Abraham came back with mighty victory. And he got all the spoils from the enemy's camp. He got his relatives freed. He got uh, the people that his relatives lived amongst. He got them freed. And then there met him a man, a great high priest by the name of Melchizedek. And Melchizedek, it says, was a priest of the Most High God. And he came out to meet Abraham after they won this great battle. And he brought bread and wine, which is a type of the Lord's Supper, in Christ's blood and his body. And this Melchizedek was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had no record of beginning of days nor of end of life. The Bible said when he was made like unto the Son of God. He wasn't the Son of God, but he was a type of the Son of God and the Son of God's priesthood. And so uh, he met Abraham. And he blessed Abraham. And uh, the Bible said the less is blessed by the greater. So he blessed Abraham. And then the Melchizedek said, Blessed be the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. The owner of heaven and earth. And then he said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. Praise God. Then the Bible said, And Abraham gave him tithes of all. That means a tenth, tithe, the word tithe means tenth, tenth part of all. Hallelujah. So God, just like he talked about that tree in the garden and told Adam and Eve what to give and told Noah what to give after the flood, he told Abraham what to give. And that that would be the first of what comes out of the earth. And that would honor God. And God would respect that. Hallelujah. And honor that. Because that's honoring God. Hallelujah. And Abraham knew that. He actually taught it to his children and grandchildren. Because uh, Isaac sowed. He told God, uh, everything you give me, I'll give you a tenth part. Like that. So where did he learn that from? Abraham. Hallelujah. And so, uh, the word tithe meaning 10% off the top for God. In other words, you keep nine dimes, God will take one dime and bless your nine dimes. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe God could do more with our nine dimes out of a dollar than we could ever do with a dollar ourselves without God's blessing on it. Praise God. We just got to realize that. We just got to realize, okay, this is another principle of the word. I can't close my ears. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Because all you're doing is hindering yourself. That's right. You know? 
It's, it's really not going to crush or hurt God. It's going to hurt you more. Because God wants to bless you more than you've been blessed. In Leviticus 27, verse 30, so 32, God makes it clear. He said, The tithe is holy unto the Lord, and whatever comes out of the ground, of the flock of the field, or of the, of the plants of the ground, whatever comes out of the ground, praise God, that tenth part is holy unto God. Hallelujah. So we, we need to have reverence and respect. Hallelujah. If we're going to experience a full outpouring and a mighty move of God individually and collectively, then we're going to have to uh, show, give honor to whom honor is due and taxes to whom taxes are due and, and give unto God what is God's or what God says is God's. And he actually uh, said it in the Bible that it is uh, his. I'm going to read from Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Listen to what he says. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Now, I didn't say send it everywhere. They didn't have postal departments back there. He didn't tell you to send it anywhere else. But bring it into your local storehouse. Praise God. So God says, so that there might be meat in my house. In other words, he set up a way where his work and his people could all be blessed. And prove me. There's not many things that God says prove me with. But he says, prove me. Now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and I'll watch over your vines, praise God. And, uh, and he said, all nations will call you blessed. So God is saying something here. He's saying, if you bring all the tithe, see, not, not, not nine cents, ten cents out of the dollar. He says, bring all the tithe, because what that will do, he already said it will honor him, and you're showing respect to him. Praise God. And he even said, prove me. So let me just encourage you, if you haven't been a tither, take a year and prove God. Just say, okay, I'm going I'm to I'm prove God. And then... Uh, to say, God, if at the end of that, at the end of the year, I mean, I'm a whole lot worse off for having tithe. I'm talking about being diligent tithing, not, you know, come to church twice a year and tithe during those two times. <laughs> no, he's talking about whatever comes out of the earth. Give to God. He promises He will bless it. He promises that He will pour out blessings because of it. And those blessings. You know, because finances can buy a lot of things and pay for a lot of things, those blessings can manifest in many different ways. They can manifest in the best deals and you being in the right place at the right time. They can manifest in open doors. They can manifest in the devourer being rebuked when you don't even know about that that's what's happening. They can manifest as an extra blessing coming in at the time of need. Uh, they can, praise God... Manifest as peace, manifest as a lot of different things. Praise God, in your life. He said, oh, I can pour you out a blessing. You don't have room enough to receive it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But you've got to be diligent. You've got to be diligent with it. And, uh, and not put God second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth place. You know, don't, don't give him the leftovers. Well, I've got a little change here left over. I'll give to the Lord. 
Because uh, that, that's not honoring and respecting the Lord. Not once His Word says it. And, and, it's, and it's in His Word. Put Him first. That's what, he, that's what He's saying. Put me first, that all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Praise God. Then you also got to hold fast in your confession of faith. Don't talk contrary. He told Israel, he said, your words have been contrary to me. So don't do that, because the power of life and death is in the tongue. So don't say, I do it, it's not working. And God don't bless me. You see, you don't want to say that. The Bible said Jesus is the high priest of your confession. So we should keep saying whatever the word says. Let me read from Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 8. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Now Abraham, because he was uh, given God honor and respect, praise God, God was given Abraham great victories over his enemies. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being by interpretation the king of righteousness, after that also the king of Salem, which is the king of peace. In other words, he's a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God. He abides a priest continually. Now the Levitical priesthood uh, that Moses was under, that, that thing came a long time after Abraham. You know, hundreds of years after Abraham. And uh, that ended with the ministry of Christ around that time. See, but the priesthood of Melchizedek continues on and on and on continually forever. Now consider how great this man was to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. And truly they that are of the sons of Levi who received the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithes from the people according to the law, that is of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes from Abraham. In other words, Melchizedek didn't come from Levi. But uh, he received tithes from Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. He blessed Abraham. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed by the better. So this priest had power to bless him. Hallelujah. He had the power of God to bless Abraham. See, and he's a type of the Son of God. He has power to bless you. So without all contradiction, the, the less is blessed by the better or by the greater. And here men that die receive tithes. But there he, there is, there in yonder place. He receives them. Of whom it is witness... He lives. Who's that talking about? It's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Whom God said, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Praise God. And as I may say so, Levi also, who received tithes, paid tithes in, Abraham's, in Abraham, for he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. So Jesus is still receiving tithes. Praise God. There it is witness. He lives in yonder place. And he's the one that can bless you more. 
He can bless you more than you're blessed. He can give you breakthroughs. He can do different things for you that you can't do for yourself. He can open doors that no man can shut. And He can shut doors that no man can open. He can protect you. He can keep you. He told one church, because you kept the word of my patience, I'll keep you from the hour of tribulation. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, they did something and He did something. But He has the power to do it. Amen? He has, he has the power to do it. So, the principle, once it's mentioned in the New Covenant, praise God, everything that it says about the principle of giving tithes and that is now a part of the New Covenant. It just has to be mentioned in the New Contract. Anything taken from an old contract, put in the New Contract, is now part of the New Contract. Even if the old contract's passed away. But if it's here, he told the Pharisees, he was preaching the kingdom of God, and told them they ought to tithe, and then, but not to forsake mercy and faith and judgment. You know, so, praise God. And then, uh, in Matthew 4, 4, it says, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Hallelujah. So, we're going to switch topics here a little bit. Uh, we should always reverence and respect God's word. We should stand in awe of God's word. It is the book of God. Never let it be like a commonplace book. We should live according to what it says. You know, the Bible said, let us serve God with reverence and godly fear. You should respect the word the way you respect God. If God stood in the room and said it. Hallelujah. Now God ordained that the word be preached. He said in Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give you pastors that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. God has ordained that we gather together. We should respect the Lord's day. Do you know, God, one of the commandments of God in the Old Testament, even though we don't meet on a Sabbath day, so let no man judge you in regards to a Sabbath day, the Bible said the disciples gathered themselves together on the first day of the week. Praise God. John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. That's the day of His resurrection. This is the day the Lord made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. So the church gathered together. Paul said, on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay up in store as God has prospered them. So he did say, God will prosper you. God will work in the circumstances of your life and He, he will and can prosper you. He, Jesus made it clear He can feed you. He can clothe you. He can add things to you. He can pour out blessings upon you that you don't have room enough to contain. God can do different things in your life, but more things flow in as we adjust ourselves to Him. And uh, He's ordained that we respect His Word. Because he's magnified his word even above his name. Hallelujah. Matthew 4.23, Jesus went about preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So we should, uh, we should respect the Lord's day. Because as a matter of fact, you know, it says six days men ought to work. And, you know, we tried to go to Chick-fil-A a few weeks ago, but it was Sunday and they were closed. That's because they're Christians and they closed the town. You know, when I grew up, and I'm sure all of you noticed that, when you grew up, almost everything was closed on Sunday. 
Not a respect for the Lord in His day. Now just about everything's open on Sunday. You know? And uh, not that many people pay that much attention. Maybe that's a lot of the reason for the trouble in our society. Because of lack of respect for the Lord in His day. They took God out of the schools and the schools became ungodly. They lost that influence of God. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You know? But uh, he, he talked about his day especially. It's holy unto the Lord. Now, that's what John said. I was in the spirit of the Lord's day. I believe that Sunday is a special day. I believe it's still a special day because he's the Lord thy God who changes not. It's just that our Sunday really is the Old Testament Sabbath day. Because uh, God turned the, the sundial back for Hezekiah. And then Joshua commanded the sun to stand still for a certain period of time so that they could defeat the enemy. So it stayed daylight. And God allowed that to occur. And you know what that, those two things take up? A day. Which means the Old Testament Saturday is our Sunday. So it's just like we are meeting on that same day, only it's now Sunday. God put the two together and said, I want the first day of the week. See, so the first day of the week, I, you know, there's there's different variables that, you know, I mean, you go on a vacation, you know, once in a while and so on like that. You know, that, that's fine. But as Jesus' custom was, the Bible says, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. See, he had a custom of being in the Lord's house on the Sabbath day. And he respected the, he respected the temple. The Bible said the zeal for God's house was consumed him. He drove out all the money changers and people that were making personal profit and everything off the Lord's house. So even though he was the temple of God, he still showed great respect for the synagogues and for the big temple knowing who they represented. See, he had zeal. And I'm sure he tithed if he told them to tithe. He had, he, his custom was he not telling us to go uh, each week to the Lord's house and that he not go himself. No, he went himself. It was his custom. That means his habitual activity all the time to go meet with the people of God and to hear the word of God. Praise God. He even stood up for to read the Word of God. Hallelujah. But there was great respect that he had for God's Word. His whole life was lived by the Word. Whatever the Word said. He lived by the Word. He said, I always do the things that please my Father. The Bible said, without faith it's impossible to please God. And the Bible said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, he had to, when he heard the Word of God, he respected it and reverenced it. And he obeyed it. See, now it's impossible for God to lie. See, we don't want to. We don't want to lie. He said, "All liars will have their part in the lake of fire." You know that I reverence that word so much. Oh, man, I'm not going to let a lie come out my mouth. Now, of course, if you confess and ask God to forgive you, God will forgive you. The blood of Jesus will wash that away. But you got to have respect for the Word of God and say, "Oh, man." I, that's pretty powerful stuff. I'm staying away from that stuff. 
Or if he gives a list of things that they that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, man, I don't want to mess with that stuff then. Or if I slip into it, and, you know, I will repent real quick. Praise God. Because that's the respect you got to have for the Word of God. Because I always remember God's not trying to figure things out. God's Word is law to all that live. Praise God. Jesus said the Word will judge you all on the last day. Praise God. The Word that I have spoken will judge you on the last day. Well, we all better thank God He put 1 John 1, 9 in there. Amen? In confession, that blood will cleanse that away, but we don't want to play around with that. Because the Bible said God's not mocked. The Bible said don't be deceived by the deceitfulness of sin. Say, you deceive your own self. So we don't want to, we want to keep our hearts right. Praise God with God. Blessed are the pure in heart, they will see God. We want, to, we want to keep our hearts right. We want to respect the Lord's day. We want to honor Him with the first fruits. We want to, we want to do different things that's going to open us up to the greater blessing of God. And you'll not only be blessed, praise God now, but you'll be more blessed in eternity. You know, in the Bible, David said, My flesh trembles for fear of thee, and I am afraid of your judgments. Isn't that something? David was a man after God's own heart. Isaiah 66, 2 says, He says, For all these things my hands have made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is of a humble and of a repentant spirit, and who trembles at my word. Hallelujah. They have a humble spirit. The Bible said a meek and quiet spirit is in the sight of God a great place. Hallelujah. Jesus was meek and lowly of heart. To have that humble spirit, to have a repentant and contrite heart, a heart that is willing to repent when you know you've done wrong. Praise God. Not letting your heart get hardened, but be willing. Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. You know, he's still working on you. He's still working on me. He will perfect that which concerns you. But we don't want to just play into the hands of the enemy. So God wants people, and you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, now back in those days, the women sat on one side, their husbands and the men sat on the other side. So sometimes during the services, the wives would call out to their, what do you mean by that? You know, what's he talking about? <laughs> you know, when the preached word was going on. And Paul said, not, it's not that women can't speak anything in church, because the Bible said your sons and daughters will prophesy, and prophesying is the edification of the church. Praise God. They can teach. You know, God, God has, you know, his prophets, but he also had Deborah the prophet. Amen? And Anna the prophet, prophetess, praise God, to speak into the lives of God's people. So there is that aspect of it. So men and women, you're all one in Christ Jesus. But uh, Paul, because of respect for the Word of God when it's being taught, he said, tell the women to keep silent in the churches. He said it's not permitted them to speak what he's talking about is not permitted them to speak out loud when the preacher's preaching. 
because that's distracting. That's, he, said, he said if they need to learn anything, they can ask their husbands at home. You know, to ask them later. Not during... And you know, when the Word of God is preached and the anointing is there, now it's okay to ask a simple question of somebody sitting on the side of you. But when it starts going on for a few minutes, after a while, you know, the preacher's spirit starts... That's a disruption. There's something there breaking that flow. And so we always want to respect the preached Word of God. Praise God. Where the, God has ordained that the Word be preached and taught. And that it be taught mainly on the Lord's Day. That this day is set apart, not so much for your business and so on, but for the Lord's business. It must be about my Father's business. God's ordained that we gather together we worship together. We hear the word together. We pray for one another together. Praise God. Then we go out and face the weak. Hallelujah. So there's certain things that will greatly bless us if we will follow the principles of God's word. So honoring and respecting God and putting God first, uh, it's so important in the different areas of our lives. Hallelujah. You might say, well, what if, what if, what if I haven't been? Well, every day is a new day. Praise God. You, Father, forgive me. I readjust myself. Father, I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me. I want you to be first in my life. Praise God. Instantly, the blood of Jesus, anything that needs to be cleansed, will be cleansed. Praise God. You get a brand new start. Brand new week starting up. Hallelujah. But in looking to God for an outpouring of the glory of God, and a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. These must be important to God if God talked about these particular things so much in the Bible. They must be important to Him. Otherwise, He wouldn't mention them. But it's a way we show God. I honor you. I reverence you. I respect you. I respect your setup. I respect your church. Jesus respected church, the church of His day. And then He said, I will build my church. And he wants respect in his church. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's just a good thing to do to adjust ourselves to honor and respect God and put God first. Hallelujah. To just put him first in your decisions. What does this word say? I always think, what, is, well, what does this word say? See, we, we preached a message uh, about a month and a half ago that we want to be called the church of what does the Word say? <laughs> what does the Word say? Praise God. That's what we want to do. And we, we do things, and it might take some effort on our part, but yet a blessing comes back from God's part upon us. You cannot ever outgive God, because He'll multiply whatever you've given. And He will increase your harvest of righteousness in heaven. Praise God. Every time you acknowledge Him and put Him first and so on. He will bless you more. Hallelujah. He's, he's looking for ways to bless you. But being the creator and the originator of all things, what He wants from us is worship and respect and honor. He said, where's my honor? Where's my fear? Where's my respect? That's what He wants from us. Amen? Amen. Worship, fear, respect, honor. Hallelujah. And in the different ways he said to do that, glory to God, if we do that, 
uh, we're going to be a whole lot better off for it. Praise God. We're just going to increase that much more. It's going to be that much more of a blessing upon our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody say praise the Lord. Praise say Father God. Father God. I bless you. I bless you. I'm open to your blessings. I'm open to your blessings. Help me to adjust myself. Help me to adjust myself. According to your will. According to your Show your will to me. Teach me from 